0: Go
1: tax the rich, feed the poor,
2: tell. Them-
0: How about for the positive? I'd love to change the world for the positive because the world's changing and it's going pretty negative. I figure we got a little ways to go for it. We can turn the worm around. Those are the kind of things we discuss in depth here at the old radio ranch. Roger Sales, your host, the Pied Piper of freedom, your modern day abolitionist for all races and ethnicities. Here at the Radio Ranch People's Patriot Network, it is, of course, a Monday, and you know what Mama Cass said it's a day you can't trust. Don't know about that. It can throw you a curveball every now and then. I know one thing on this Monday, Monday. There's one heck of a lot of things to talk about that are very, very important, and we can see the the world changing, and I think we can see it accelerating on a number of fronts, and there's a lot of obvious facts out there that you can call on to uh confirm that let's see chris is already with us except he's in the background he's got himself muted out because he's traveling and there's a bunch of ambient noise and stuff so he said he'd unmute and join us if if need be or he had something very cogent to comment with and and now shane's joined us there hey shane how you doing this monday morning my friend
3: uh, good morning, Roger. Unfortunately, last week, I did not. There was a separation between me and my phone, so I was unable to call in and talk to you guys. Okay. So, forgive me.
0: Okay. Well, you've have you reconciled uh, with your phone now, and you're back together?
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We are together. Okay.
0: <laughs> good deal. What did
3: you do? Was Ratchet it lost? Tea. Was it
0: lost somewhere? No. When...
3: I, actually, no. No, actually, it fell off out of my pocket because I was in the... C360 Mercedes Benz. He he drives crazy, and we were right up and down the street. And my phone fell out of my pocket. Yeah, and uh, I, I lost it. Well, I, I, <clears throat> yeah. we were separated for uh, till Thursday morning.
0: Yes, it, it was temporarily lost. So good. Well, we're glad you got yeah. reunited with your phone. That's pretty traumatic, you know. Uh, these days, we're also dependent on these devices. That if your computer goes down, or the internet goes down, or you lose your phone, or something, you're like discombobulated. Uh, let's see who's yeah. trying to chime in over here.
3: Uh, also, the, also, uh, yep. Also, I have more uh, bandwidth. I have more memory. Yeah. So now my phone is more... Uh, Robust. susceptible Yeah. No more... Uh, Robust. ...those uh, late fees or fees of having too much memory and all that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, it's just...
0: Okay, well, good, Shane.
3: Well, I hope that better.
0: Well, I hope that makes you happy, man, and that makes your life a little bit better in some little minute way. Um, you know, listen, we yeah. uh, uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. I should say, John, John and Kathy, or even John, are are not going to be with us today because he is uh-huh. uh, the word in Spanish, Shane, is "infermo." Infermo. Infermo.
3: Enfermo.
0: Yeah, you got you can twirl you can your R's a little bit, can't you? Si. Sí. Ah. Yeah. Sí. yeah, bueno, bueno. Well, enfermo, obviously in Spanish, means sick. Like infirmary infermo. So John's got a little bit of whether he's got uh I hope he doesn't have El Gripe. You know what else and now that you know it's interesting with the Spanish language. That tells you what it is. Can you discern that from the Spanish uh, uh name for it? El Gripe. No, that's the flu. You know how Uh, when the flu, and it's like it grips you, right? It grips you and holds you down and you're miserable. Well, el gripe is what they call it. Uh, A cold, like maybe John just has, he said he's had a sore throat. A cold is called a refrio, refrio. Frio means cold in in, in in cold temperature whatever and and a cold as you get its illness is called refrio. So anyway, just kind of interesting between the languages. Sure, a lot going on, and I hope you don't have enfermo or el grippe or refrio out there in the audience today. Hopefully, it's not going around. Ah, uh, but um. We try and stay healthy and we try and stay sharp and on top of things. I got some pretty good news for those in the audience. I'm sure there's a couple that already know it ahead of me because there's some other people that that are a little more, stay on top of this a little bit more. But I guarantee you we got some real excited people in our audience today. And if you didn't know this and you participated, you're going to be even a little bit more excited, I think. Remember a year or so ago, Shane, when I was talking about this carrot bar, ICO? To get in it yeah it 's going to be it 's a winner company 's a winner market market uh, everything is pointing towards it, and we got in on that i c o remember that we had to do it kind of surreptitiously because of this restriction on u s citizens and residents. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. the companies that are putting this out there a don 't understand what we know and try and tell them and b they got the same problem in a sense that if you go to your employer and tell him you're not eligible for income tax and you don't have to fill out any of these forms. And the problem is that those people are not going to fight your battle for you. you know, no company yeah. that you work for that you're going to go into the human res- uh, resources area and start filling out them paperwork, none of them are going to fight the IRS for you. None of them. Okay. Mm. So, uh, but so they had to do it real backdoor, and it was real confusing, and 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 all that kind of stuff. But the carrot bar coin that we got in on, if you participated in that, at about seven tenths of a cent, Shane is is about what we yeah. got into it. And today it was at .092. 0.092. So it's gone from seven tenths of a cent to nine point two cents. That's about over a thousand percent return in a year for those of us that got in on this a year or so ago. So, uh, and they're having some sort of a huge meeting in Dubai. Uh, I think, I don't know what, what is kicking off. I just saw the email this morning, and I really haven't been plugged in to the conference calls and all the things that are happening. There's a bunch of stuff happening behind the scenes in Karabars, but uh, they say they think that the coin is going to, after this meeting, when evidently some of these things are going to be presented that are happening, uh, they think the thing could even shoot up triple triple that. Pretty easily, so uh, I think we're in for a wild ride on the carrot bar coin. I'm thrilled. I personally, uh, knowing the company and uh, that I do, I went ahead and, and took the plunge and even liquidated some stuff and put a pretty put, put a pretty full position in there for little old Roger. So I think that's going to pay off in spades. And and we got uh, some of the other ICOs. So, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Shane. Yes, sir. Yes. sir,
3: So you said that. Uh, carrot bars as opposed to the kinesis bars
0: or no this is carrot no this is carrot bars it's in kinesis okay, kinesis, okay. Has, kinesis has been fairly quiet although maybe some of you watched the greg hunter interview not this past sunday but the previous sunday uh and he Ooh. had uh or middle of the week he had on uh Oh, the the big metals dealer over there in England that's so integrally involved with Kinesis, and they did talk about it a little bit. But uh, they they went through some changes from being they when they came out initially about a year ago, and they were aiming at big big dealers and stuff to get the thing started. And they somewhere in the middle of their rollout, they switched philosophies and started tailoring it for the little guy. And so uh, I haven't seen much, gotten much from them or anything lately. And uh, the carrot bars coin is is uh, uh, what I chose to put a great deal of any excess I had into. And um, I think it's going to be a real viable uh, viable action for us. They've got another coin coming too. I haven't learned too much about it or participated in it, but I'll try and get on top of this stuff so we can talk about it a little more intelligently. But uh, Carrot Bars has got an awful lot of stuff going. It's uh, starting to reflect in the price of the coin, and I think we're going to have a real, real solid opportunity with Carrot Bars as we go forward. And this is my reasoning here, Shane. You know, uh, if you've been studying this metals market for any length of time, you no doubt have come across people like Ron Kirby. From Canada, who uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, is a, is a big time he's a big time gold dealer, in other words, if you want to get five tons ten tons fifty tons of gold, those are the types of people that you go to to help complete that deal so he's got a real mm-hmm. good finger on the pulse of the big movement behind the scenes don't forget this is the week we switch over to the Basel three Accords suit, so for a long time mm-hmm. uh, Rob... Rob Kirby has been saying for at least a year, year and a half that if you wanted to buy a big tonnage deal of gold, not going to your coin store now, but one of these multi-ton deals, he said if you're lucky and if your cousin or your brother is the the guy in the middle, you might get it at a 50% premium and that other people that weren't so lucky were paying much higher premiums. Now, if you go to a coin shop out there in the uh, out there in San Jose, Shane, and you yeah, walk, walk yeah. into your local coin shop there, and you buy a mm-hmm. uh, uh, a coin from him. You usually pay. You know what the percentage is that you usually pay with a dealer?
3: At least twenty five. No, least-
0: no, 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 no. Three to six percent. If you're dealing with a reputable dealer, you're only going to pay three to six percent on buying gold and silver. Yet if these guys want to buy big tonnage, their premium is fifty percent if they're lucky and more on the rule. okay now that's been going on Plastic, according, no. that's been going on for a, a year, year and a half or more, according to Rob Kirby, who is a professional in that business of much acclaim,
3: okay yep professional
0: dealer, yes. Yeah, big time, you know. And so what the big supplies behind the scenes are running high premiums. They keep a little and they don't want the coin shops to run out because then that'll throw the red flag up to the public, okay? Mm -hmm. But as soon as this really starts and we get a little more momentum, people that are going to start going to those coin shops, and you know what's going to happen, Shane, is they're going to clean out their stock real quick. And they, because there's no big tonnage in the background, can't get resupplied easily, okay? Pardon you. They can't get resupplied easily, Shane. So what that leads to, and my thinking is, and I think this is probably going to prove out as we go forward into this gold rush, because we're going to hit a gold rush before we hit a cyber coin rush. Why? Because people have got familiarity and knowledge and understanding of gold and silver. They might not have it in depth, but they know that for 5,000 years it's been used as money, and these cyber things are new. They're complex. they got to figure out a bunch of stuff and go through this steep learning curve, and they just soon go buy gold and silver first. So I see the physical metals as we turn here taking a, uh, taking a front spotlight, Okay. Mm -hmm. As those dealer supplies get cleaned out at the pawn shop and the coin shop, it is my belief that as we get into the future and the heart of this, carrot bars will be one of the only places on earth where you can get certified high-quality gold at small individual units, grams, subgrams. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I see carrot bars not only, it's a dual threat because it's not only got the physical, but they've got the coins too that are represented and backed partially now, more percentage higher as we go forward. They got two or three gold mines they own, and that coin is going to be a winner and a player down the line that's what I think personally those are the moves I've made personally and that's what I truly believe so we got one tremendous opportunity here and we've got the Bit club network other opportunity that's also as stable as solid with as much of a positive future outlook as carrot bars in the gold side we got two real great horses to ride Shane and audience mm-hmm. and we, and we better thank our lucky stars that we've been guided to these two that were already some of us already involved and that we've got a very very bright outlook with both these two companies which are become going to become higher and higher in visibility as we go into this economic chaos that we're right on the verge of right now okay We're right on the verge of it. This week, you could really, really possibly see some upheavals. It's already starting this morning. Gold had spiked up to 1322, and they didn't stop it. They've turned it a little bit now, but... That's uh, usually a very interesting indication. So we'll pay attention to the bond market and the credit market, which are going to be very important in this, and and to these other alternatives, which can put many of us in a very desirable financial position. I mean, look at this, Shane. If if you would have put five hundred dollars in a year ago into this carrot bar ICO, mm-hmm. it'd already be worth over five thousand.
3: Did you not go to uh, Germany because of this or? Did I go to what? Yeah,
0: actually, yes. Um, what happened with me, and no doubt yes.
3: because of the radio
0: platform, is uh, when they released a product here a couple of years ago called Cash Gold. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now cash gold was a new product for them and what they did, of course, they've always had their gram plus sizes in those cards. Have you ever seen one of those cards, Shane? A carrot bar card?
3: Mm, I don't know. I've seen them on pictures, but no, oh, I've not yet you've, held you've, one.
0: Okay, you've not held one. Well, they're, it's real slick what they've done, okay? And so, but those are in the cards and they're gram sizes. And as the price of gold escalates, you may want to hold on to the one gram size, and you may need sub-gram sizes. Well, you can't take sub-gram sizes as easily and economically and put it into one of those cards with all the security features and what they do to, Crank those things out, so they started putting out. Initially, it was a one-tenth of a gram, and they take one-tenth of a gram. It looks like just like the little carrot bar, little carrot bar bar, and they put it in a piece of paper, and you now have it in a bill form. Okay, so that was the product, cash gold, and they've increased. I think they've got point oh one. 0. 0, 0.0, 0.5, they've got two or three different sizes within that subgram, subgram range now. But that product chain is the basis of the coin. Okay? The coin that came out last year that we're talking about, the carrot Bar, uh, KB, KBC they call it, carrot Bar Coin, is based on that Cash Gold product. That's the product that I won a contest for a couple of years ago and how I got to spend 10 days over there in Germany with these guys. Get to know them, partied with them, ate ate ate, ate uh, meals with them, met other affiliates from literally from Europe and the US and and uh, it was a really really st- startlingly good experience for me. I'd never been to Europe before uh, and I really enjoyed the German and especially the Czech Republic. I just love the Czech Republic. And uh, I'd like to go back, actually. But, um, Anyway, that's how I got over there and got, you know, it was, we were around the offices for a couple of days and then we went over to the Czech Republic for this big race and then came back and everybody left and I stayed around a couple of days before I came home. And so uh, uh, it was, uh, it gave me a, an actual contact with the leaders and the people that have organized and built this company into. uh, It's over an eight-year-old company. It's debt-free, and they are already the largest seller of small-size, high-quality gold chain in the entire world. Okay, So uh, I think that's just an incredibly good opportunity for us. We'll, of course, continue to monitor it. But uh, the people that got in on it, we got a couple of listeners that, well, let's say that had a lot of belief in it a year ago let's put it that way, that are going to be real, real pleased. And so uh, I'm quite thrilled about that. Uh, I'm, the cybers are still kind of in the background. I don't know if you, any of you saw the uh, article on Zero Hedge yesterday about the cybers, but the comment was they're here to stay. And they are here to stay. Oh yeah. And they're going to grow. Oh yeah. And it's going to be more feasible. More. It's going to get easier for people to get involved. And as the price starts shooting up in Bitcoin, and we're going to start to see that too, you're going to see a, a heightened interest from virtually most of the people around you. Okay. So mm-hmm. that may have Cash not have been interested. Well, uh, you know, let's hope not. Uh, but from the people that may have been sitting on the fence or on the sidelines or didn't believe or didn't want to know, as this dollar thing starts imploding, they're going to want to know, okay? So the best thing that you can do that I would suggest is that if you're not, if you haven't been involved in any of this, that you sit down and look at it real carefully and very objectively because both these companies are proven they're, they've are they got a history. They're both debt-free, and they're both leaders in their field.
3: And they're from Germany,
0: right? Yes, in Stuttgart, Germany is the home office. I should say yeah. that in the office complex they're in, they share a building with Mercedes-Benz Worldwide Truck Division.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: A lot of credibility when you're sharing a building with Mercedes-Benz, I'd say.
3: Oh, yeah, in Germany.
0: <laughs> okay. So let's go back to Friday, Shane. There's some real interesting things developing here that I'd like to uh, build on. Um, Please. Friday was a big day. Okay. Now, we do our show fairly early. A lot of stuff happens on Friday afternoon. Uh, uh, when, and usually if they're going to hide stuff, they do it on Friday afternoon. So Friday was a real big day, Shane, because two really important things happened. You know what they were?
3: I only know, I only know of one. What's the one you know of? Uh, well, the one particular uh, thing about the uh, New Zealand, New Zealand thing. well, that's it's the it, shootout.
0: That's all. That's very important. But I'm talking. Uh, I'm talking. Well, there, Chris.
1: There's on the people's patriot network.
0: There's Chris coming in. What? What's your comment
1: there, buddy? I said Brett Winters was on the People's Patriot Network on Friday.
0: Yes, he was, and we we always are glad to see him on Friday. But two things happened that are are very important in the overall scope of things to me. Is the first thing that happened was we got the announcement that the Southern Poverty Law Center has been eviscerated. (laughs) Hoorah! <laughs> when you got the guy that founded it with Mo D's 30 years ago, named Cohen, and all, and the chief legal officer and a whole bunch of people resigned. Okay, so the Southern Poverty Law Center, I gotta assume with the with the lawsuits that are mounting against them, is probably no more. So everybody, look up and say thank you, LDO. Muchas gracias, LDO. Their time finally came, okay? now, what are the repercussions of that? do you think, Shane? I have no clue. well, the ones that I thought of immediately were you know all of our good friends your neighbors Shane are your your neighbors right down the street at like Apple and Google and Facebook and all those
3: neighbors of yours all out foreigners. there. They're all foreigners. Well, yeah, they They're are. All foreigners.
0: Well, that, that could be true. But more importantly, haven't they all used the Southern Poverty Law Center as a screen on their hate screening?
3: I haven't seen that.
0: Yes, every damn one of them use them. Okay? And now the SPLC, the Sodomy Pedophile Larceny Center, as I choose to call them, and as the events have borne out. <laughs> They are no longer. So now all their big. Well, we used the Southern Poverty Law Center to hate, uh, to screen against hateful speech. Well, guess what? The Southern Poverty Law Center is a bunch of damn sexually demented thieves. And now it's public.
3: It's hypocrites. So
0: that feeds over and and helps to uh, let's say take some of the polish off of the credibility of these organizations that are controlling things like elections called Facebook Google, Apple and all these other people that have thrown their, themselves in bed with these creeps. So now their credibility is diminished because of what happened with the SPLC and I think we all got to admit that this social media thing has a big influence on the people unfortunately okay right
3: yes yes
0: okay so that's really good in the fact that you know people kids are ditching their Facebook accounts by the tens of thousands every day
3: why is that
0: because of all the crap Facebook's been caught in in the last year
3: all right and okay,
0: and so yeah, we didn't mention that. But the more people you can get with a jaundiced eye on these big social media platforms, to me, well, you're you're rustling around there, Shane. If you could cut that back something's coming across but to me the more that they get discredited in people's eyes and jaundiced if you will the better off we are because now if they're not going there looking for something they may be looking in other little cubby holes for the real truth because now their antenna are up because they see they've been deceived a good thing right well Shane I yes okay So I'm
3: pouring a cup of
0: coffee. Oh, Lord of mercy. Well, okay. Now, the second thing that happened, Shane, I can hear you stirring the sugar. I can hear you stirring the sugar in there. The second thing that happened, we're pretty informal around here. The second thing that happened was the Mueller report got delivered to Attorney General Barr. And the Democrats and the people that have for all these years now been uh, been saying guilty we got a hot one Trump's guilty we're going to impeach him well now they're even more discredited than the people on social media and all of that includes virtually all the establishment media virtually all of it there's one outlet that's a major, call it establishment outlet, that'd be Fox, and Fox is starting to turn left. They fired Shepard Smith, and they fired Judge Jadine, evidently, and I wouldn't be surprised if you don't see Hannity leave and start something on his own pretty soon or join somebody else starting something. Okay, so now you've not only got all the social platforms, the Facebook, Googles, uh, 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 Apple, etc., discredited by the expose and the expositions on the Southern Poverty Law Center. Now you've got all the establishment media totally discredited because of this witch hunt Mueller report that they've been harping on for two years. So this is a great thing, and it's a great day because the worm's turning. Okay. Now the other thing that I didn't happen uh, happen to mention on Friday, Shane, which you may or may not have caught, is that the stock market ended on a Friday afternoon down 460 points. They do not like eat gold up or stocks and bonds down on Fridays. Because then people have got all weekend to sit there and worry about it, and they get open up open on Monday morning, and they go out and start doing things like maybe selling stuff.
3: All right, where is it today?
0: Well, as I looked this morning, and I'll go over here and refresh on Kitco and see, gold was up to thirteen twenty-two, and they bopped it down to. 13.20, Thirteen twenty, and it's back up to almost thirteen twenty-two again, virtually immediately. That's a good sign. The Dow opened down about seventy, the number that I saw when I looked, and uh, it's up at it's up forty-five points. But they're obviously manipulating it. The Nikkei, that's the Japanese stock market chain, yeah. was down mm-hmm. six hundred, mm-hmm. was down six hundred and fifty points overnight. Europe ain't looking good. The bond markets aren't looking good. None of it is looking good. We want to take our insight and foresight and make some decent decisions on how to not only protect yourself and your purchasing power, but obviously as carrot bars as an example, increase your purchasing power. Okay, and and mm-hmm. that's that's going to continue to go up. Uh, the carrot bar coin, they say, eventually, according to their research and a big white paper that was out on it a year ago, they say internationally the carrot bar coin could be above ten dollars eventually. Okay, so when you got something that you bought at less than a penny that goes up to five and ten dollars, Shane, you probably have done very well.
3: Small, yeah, small
0: weekend. Yeah. So so those are the things that are happening that are uh, uh, extremely exciting to me. Couldn't talk about it over the weekend, of course, but I thought about it a bit, watched a lot of videos over the weekend, read a bunch of stuff, watched some basketball. And um, I'm excited. I think this week's going to be volatile for them. And uh, and the question now is: is This crap going to happen this year, or are they going to be able to hold it off till next year? Because it's going to happen. They can't stop it. They're backed into a corner. Uh, Shane, if you and this guy is somebody that's fairly controversial, is Jim Rickards? You familiar with him, Shane?
3: Yes. Well,
0: Rickards, yes. Rickards is very controversial inside the industry, yeah. and and a lot of yeah. the regular people, like the GATA people, the Gold Antitrust Committee, and and I've heard other people make outright statements they don't trust him. Okay, because mm-hmm. he's a big time attorney. He's a, he's a big time establishment guy. He knows all those people. Runs in those circles. Was the one of the attorneys that was in on the long-term capital management fiasco back in the nineties? Do you remember that, Shane?
3: Uh, a little bit, yes. Well, long and um, I, as I understand, he's he works for the CIA and well, he's the U.S. Got, government and stuff so like that. And well, yeah, he's very con- controversial. He
0: is, but yet you and, can't. And now argue. he's
3: now he's trying to go public, you know. It's, well, he's got. It's a strange.
0: Well, I mean, he's got four or at least three. Uh, best New York Best Time Sellers and he's just putting out his fourth one that's what this uh, Greg Hunter interview was mainly about but he covered a lot of this other stuff and I watched it And I, you know I can't you can't argue with his connections or his, his views you just got to kind of take them in and mold them in with your own and maybe take them with a little bit of a grain of salt right but I was sitting there yesterday and listening to him as I was watching that and but this and the Fed did that and they did this and all this stuff. And he's pretty on top of all that surface machinations of the Fed and the monetary supply. But here's a guy at that level. He doesn't have any idea. He's a piece of property. Greg Hunter, who's interviewing him, he don't have any idea. He's a piece of property either. He doesn't understand, even in any kind of degree, that they're the ones that are making all this possible because their birth certificate has been leveraged, collateralized, and securitized, and that's the basis of all this damn crap, anyway. These people don't know yeah. this stuff, Shane. None of them James do. James 1 8. None of them do.
3: James 1 8. Yes
0: oh, and they, this and that happens and it affects this. And it's gonna, they don't, none of them know that they're nothing but a piece of damn property that's been collateralized and securitized. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So these are the insights that we have here, which are so important, man, and it, it, absolutely critical to understand. How can you be a monetary expert? of any degree on the monetary system if you don't know how the damn thing's structured and works, Shane. That's my rhetorical question for the day to you. How the hell can you come out and make all these statements and show all this stuff and you don't even know how the damn thing's set up or works?
3: Yeah, uncertainty.
0: Uncertainty is ignorance. It's functional illiteracy. It's not ignorant. Obviously, James Rickards isn't ignorant. Obviously, Greg Hunter's not ignorant, but they are functionally illiterate. They can't function properly because of their illiteracy.
3: Then they need to dig deeper. Well,
0: of course, and that's the problem is everybody wants to look at the surface and they never look under it.
3: Yeah. Um,
0: Now, uh, the the other thing I wanted to discuss, and I, I think we touched on it last week, but I got into it a little more over the weekend, Shane. It's absolutely Im- critically important because you got to understand oh, your enemy. That? Well, I'm going to explain it to you. I, I was, you know, off all of these w- old World War II things we've been watching, you know, the, mm, the yeah. Europa and then this one of the Freemasonry uh, behind World War II and all that stuff, and when you're on YouTube there, there's... Other little videos they list on the side that your the algorithm has told them you're interested in, so they pop up those options over there, right? Mhm well, I got into one and i I watched a bit of it and I paused it and went and did something else, and watched a bit of it and paused it and went and did something else and uh Finally, the other night, sat down and watched the end of it, and I was shocked, Shane, because it is, and it doesn't say it anywhere in the title, and it doesn't say it anywhere in the first of the video, but the it is a video that's been put up by Robert Seifer, S-E-P-E-H-E-R, you know, the guy that wrote the book and did yeah, the videos, sure. mm-hmm. uh, 1666, Redemption Through Sin. Okay, mm-hmm. And he put this up. Obviously, this guy was an inspiration for his research and his book and what we've come to understand that he's uh, v- uh, validated. And this video is a 36-minute video presentation of a guy who unfortunately is not with us anymore. Uh, and his name is Barry Chamish. Have you ever heard of him, Shane?
3: Nope.
0: Barry Chamish was a Canadian Jew or an Israeli that defected from Israel. They just about ran him out or killed him, I think, and ended up in Canada. And it was when he was in Canada that he was on Jeff Rents 22, 23, 24 years ago. And it's the first place that I ever heard the word and what happened with the Sabbateans. Now, I'm going to tell you, if you haven't done any research into this area, folks, whoever you are, wherever you may be, if you've not done any research into this area, you may not even be familiar with the word Sabbatean. Chris is, I know. I know Chris is, obviously, and, and we've talked about it here on the show a number of times, but this is an actual presentation in, done in 2015, the year before he died. I don't know how he died. Of Barry Chamish giving this presentation on the origin and the history of Sabbateans and Sabbateanism to a Jewish audience. to a Jewish audience. And it's pretty darn clear that most of them had never even heard of Sabbateans either. Okay? So, that's a very important video. I've sent it out to a number of people over the weekend. I will put it, I'm going to tell you what the title is, so get a piece of a piece of paper and pencil or pen, if you want to write it down before I can get it up and get this show uploaded today, which takes hours at times. It takes as long to upload the I'm damn ready. It takes as long to upload the damn show, Shane, as it does to do it, basically.
3: Okay, I'm ready.
0: Well, okay, uh, okay and the title of the video is "Forbidden," F-O-R-B-I-D-D-E-N. Parentheses in capital letters. BAND. B A N N E D. Close parentheses. History. B
3: A N N
0: E D. BAND. Like they sure. don't want you to know it. And we're going to talk about it and you're going to start figuring out exactly why they don't want you to know it or anybody else. Forbidden, parentheses, and capital letters banned, close parentheses, the word history. And then there's a hyphen, and the guy's name that did 1666, Redemption Through Sin, and his name is Robert, R-O-B-E-R-T, and I'm gonna spell his last name. S E P E H E E H R E H R. So let me give now the whole title again: Forbidden. Parentheses. Capital B A N N E D. Close parentheses. History. Hyphen. Robert S E P E H R. Now there's a lot of good reason that he didn't put a Barry, Barry Chamish presentation. He didn't put that in the title. He didn't put anything about Sabbateanism. He didn't put anything in the title so the algorithms wouldn't pick it up. And they don't even tell you at the first of this video that this is Barry Chamish. They don't tell you until the end.
3: Yeah, all right.
0: Now, there are some extremely important facts, and pieces of information to understand in that video, Shane, and audience. And the one thing, as much as I know and understand of this, I had never put it together. Guess who the Zionists are,
3: Shane? I... The rich people, or the you think the Zionism, that Zionism
0: you think Zionism was started here about I don't know 100 150 years ago? Started. Hold on, Chris. Do you think it was started that long ago as a land for the Jewish people? No, Chris. You, uh, you didn't have any interference. You want to check in here? This is important stuff, man.
1: I said it's probably the Sabbateans of the Ashkenazi Khazarin Empire. It it,
0: it is exactly the Sabbateans. The Sabbateans, and he goes into this whole story on here, and you you know, it's funny, Chris, you uh, last week or week before, you came out and asked a question one day that is right in with this, and we discussed it, and you said, who are the crypto-Jews? Remember that?
1: Somewhat.
0: Okay, well, the crypto-Jews, and we went back, and I said, you know, we are talking about Reformed Judaism, starting in 1827, and you said something that started with Jacob Frank. Well, now you're going to have to mute out because you got all that noise in the background. You said it started with Jacob Frank, and I, sa- I corrected myself. I said, you're right. Okay, it did. He goes over a lot of that in here. And what happened was that as Sabbatai Zebi, got so popular, he lived in Turkey, okay? And he got so popular that the Sultan of Turkey of the Ottoman Empire said, you're gonna either convert or I'm gonna kill you. So him and his followers, he converted. He had over a million followers worldwide back in the 1660s, Chris, okay? And so they converted, they went in the closet and that's where the crypto Jews came from. Now, uh, the the important thing that I got out of this video was by about eight sixteen eighty four or five, Sabbatai Zevi was broke. No, it's not Zevi. It was Frank. It was Jacob Frank. Frank, you got you got two main Chris. God Almighty, man. You got two main actors here. Sabbatai Zevi, who declared himself to be the Messiah in 1666, and then after he died and went through his history, then came Jacob Frank. And Jacob Frank is Sabbatai Zevi reincarnated. Okay? So now they got two Messiahs, Sabbatai Zevi and Jacob Frank as, as Messiah number two, basically. Okay? So now... Uh, Frank was by. I, I, I should have taken notes on this, but it was him in the seven in the seventeen hundreds who I believe was broke, and all of a sudden he got real wealthy. Okay, he got real wealthy, and he moved to where do you think he moved to, Shane? Good old U.S. of A. How about Frankfurt, Germany? Oh, okay. US of A was in its infancy at this stage, Okay, just being formed mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Well, Mr. Frank moved to Frankfurt, Germany and got involved with a guy named Rothschild who wasn't very wealthy at that point and a guy named Weishaupt, the defrocked Catholic priest. And those were the founders of the Illuminati. So the Illuminati was founded on Sabbatean principles. And that was in the 1700s. And then we find out that Reformed Judaism was formed in 1827 by the Rothschilds. What is Reformed Judaism? Reformed Judaism says, you don't have to pay attention to any of that stuff. You just do what makes you happy and makes you feel good. Well, what, that's with Sabbateanism. Go off they had worldwide wife swapping parties one night a year back in the sixteen hundreds. Shane mm. it was part of their doctrine still is today, I'm sure, but what this video. Uh, several of big keys, and, I'll, I, and I'd like to watch it again. It'll be the third time I've watched it. The first time was piecemeal. I watched it completely over the weekend. I would advise you, if you're going to sit down and watch this, to sit down and watch it in its entirety, okay? Because there's a lot of information in there, Shane. Uh, it can,
3: so you put that in the show notes?
0: Pardon? You put that in the show notes? Yeah, I'm going to put it in the show links at the bottom of the show notes in oh. cash box today, okay? All right. Great. Okay. Um, one of the things that it confirmed to me and, and there's some new information in that video too that I think is real important. I'd never been exposed to it. And it's like Chamish says, he says, I challenge you to go on the internet and try and find some of this stuff. And he'd been obviously researching it for years. And the reason he's concerned is the reason the Orthodox Jews are concerned. It's the reason you got groups like New Tricarta and Jews Against Zionism because they realize what these people are doing. <laughs> They're going in, let I me mean, clear my throat here. They went in and started Israel Chain for about six or eight years at the end of the 30s and they populated it with all German Jews. Through a deal called the transfer agreement. Are you familiar with this?
3: Transfer agreement? No, I'm not. Well,
0: you should put the transfer. You'll get exposed to it in this video. Okay, But the transfer agreement was the agreement between the Jews and Hitler to get the Jews down, the ones that they selected, down to start the original population, not the original, but the buttressed population of Israel. And it was all populated with German Jews. Between 1933 and 1936, there were no Jews that came to Israel that didn't come on a Nazi boat. Let me repeat that. There were no Jews that came to Israel that didn't come on a
1: boat. Roger. Wouldn't that mean that there were Sabbateans that were on that boat? Well, let
0: me finish. Before they, the transfer agreement was an agreement that, and they've got a couple of clips of Netanyahu in here, repeating, he, they repeat the clip. As he said, and here's Net, this is Netanyahu speaking at a conference, and he said, Hitler didn't want to kill the Jews, he wanted to expel the Jews. That's Netanyahu's quote, direct quote, not mine. He didn't, Hitler didn't want to kill the Jews, he wanted to expel them, and the way they did it was this transfer agreement. There's been a book written about it. I used to have it when I was in the States. And it's like Chamish says on here, you can probably find it dirt cheap, okay? And the name of it is the transfer agreement. And what they did was the Nazis cut a deal with with the uh, uh, with the Sabbatean Jews. And they said, okay, here's what we'll do. They're able to put their wealth in Germany here and give it to the Nazis, and they will get the credits to Israel, and when they've gone through their 10-day indoctrination and they've been cleared to go to Israel, a real key point there, Chris, they indoctrinated them and sent them through a week class, and if they didn't pass and weren't susceptible to the programming, they sent them to the concentration camps. If they took the programming, they sent them to Israel. When they got to Israel, they could go and get all the things, clothes, food, implements to farm and everything else that they got from their credits that they put their wealth in Germany, they would be issued the credits in Israel, but they had to buy German goods. Had to. Had to. Part of the agreement. So it was staffed with Sabbateans. This is the way they got them indoctrinated and see if they were mentally fit to go down there and form this little bastard state, which is the problem virtually. All the world's problems that I can find go back to that little piece of dirt that is so sacred that has been so desecrated by these lion bastards, lion bastards. Thieving, murdering, Sabbatean bastards. So what I did not know and had not it just didn't ding me, man. The Sabbateans are the Zionists. It was all founded with Sabbateans even back to the early days. This is the story he goes over there that I'd never heard before. And it's like Chamish said in this video, I challenge you to find it on the internet. In 1898, you know who Theodore Herzl is? We've talked about him. He's the father Father of of Zionism, all that stuff, okay? I've read because... I transcribed years ago off of a video the actual excerpts of his diary, his personal diary. Okay? And it took me about an hour, almost two hours, because it was in Yiddish, but it was translated at the bottom of the screen there and I sat there. I was so enthralled with the information. Let me welcome Bob. Bob, glad to have you along on this discussion. I was sitting there watching that video and then I'd, you know, let it run, get the new uh, 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 translations on the bottom, stop it, and write it all down. And I wrote down this long page and a half out of, directly out of Theodore Herzl's diary. And Herzl said, we want to convert everybody to Catholicism. Hello, Bob, you getting an order there? We want to convert everybody to Catholicism, okay? And his grand vision was everybody would, all the Jews would, would meet up in Austria where the biggest Catholic cathedral in Europe is evidently and they would have a big parade with bands and balloons and all the Jews and maybe even the Pope in attendance would come in there and they would convert them in mass. That was in Theodore Herzl's personal diary. Okay? Wow. So what happened what happened to Theodore Herzl? Here he is going all over the world promoting this 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 homeland for the Jews because he hated the Orthodox Jews. He wanted the Jews to go in and conform into European society. They hated the ghetto Jews. Okay, But in 1898, he went all the way to Jerusalem and met with the Kaiser of Germany in a personal meeting. I've never heard this information before. If it wasn't coming from Barry Chamish, uh, uh, you know, you'd maybe have it jaundiced. But coming from this guy, uh, look, he's... Anybody that's got and brings the facts like he does to the forefront has got my attention, okay? Especially if you're Jewish, all right? So in 1898, Theodore Herzl went from Europe all the way to Jerusalem as did the Kaiser of Germany. Now, from what Barry Chamish says, listen, in the 1890s, Jerusalem was a dung hole. There were no restaurants, there were no hotels, the roads to get there were incredibly difficult, all that kind of stuff, okay? But Herzl and the Kaiser of Germany both went to Jerusalem so they could meet. And Herzl asked the Kaiser if they could have a state for the Jewish people and the Kaiser said no because he had just cut a deal with the Turks and they had built three Christian churches in Jerusalem, one that they all still stand, and one of them's on the highest point of ground in Jerusalem. so Herzl was rebuffed. he went back to the Rothschilds and all of them, and evidently told them what the what the Kaiser had conveyed we can't have a homeland in Israel because they have signed an alliance with the Turks, and it would break out in war. And they offered us gun uh, new, uh, one of the African countries, and they he came back and told Rothschild them that, and they said we don't want doesn't fit in with our scheme. And so, at forty-four years old, Herzl was in Paris, and he was entered into a sanitarium uh, 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 and. Two weeks later, he was dead at 44. So it's real, I knew that they'd hijack Zionism, but it's real clear to me that when Herzl came back with that, he wasn't Sabbatean oriented. The Rothschilds and Chaim Weitzman was. They sent him into some kind of sanatorium in Paris and murdered him somehow. And now Chaim Weitzman, the damn butcher, and Rothschild take over Zionism, and that's what we've seen since. Now, those are big pieces of the puzzle to me of somebody that's been studying this for almost 30 years, and things I did not know and had never figured into the picture, and what hits me, and what Barry Chamish comes right out here and says the Zionists are nothing but the Sabbateans that have morphed over and changed the label and put a nice little public Home for the Jews label on it. Bob, how you doing today, man? Are you happy about that little carrot bar
1: price, buddy? Well, that's what I was calling in about. I hadn't had a chance to listen, so I don't know that it hasn't already been discussed and recussed, but I was, uh, yeah, just uh, open, open mouth, basically, at what was happening over the last four days, maybe. Yeah, it was uh, rather uh, satisfying.
0: Well, you know, last week, a sure. couple, couple of you guys stay on top of this price stuff more than I do, okay? And so Gary sent me a, an IM. He said, carrot bars at five cents last week on about Thursday or something. Well, hell, it's at .92 today, maybe even higher than that now.
1: Before you at get point, off of this, Go ahead. at this point it's actually dropped back down to point eight something, but you know it, it, it's good grief. We just went up like eight, four, six times. Well, so you know nobody's you know, complaining. You know what it,
0: happened? Is it got up to nine cents, and somebody that's holding all these coins dumped a bunch of them. I guarantee you that's what happened.
1: It actually, it actually broke ten cents there uh, late Saturday or into Sunday and stay right in that neighborhood it'll come back. But it's nice to see it finally break out. I got to think Basil 3's got to have something to do with it.
0: Very well could. What I got out of an email this morning is that they're about to have a big meeting in Dubai with Carrot Bars and that they expect the price right. to yep. rise to rise substantially and quickly when this meeting's over and whatever they're going to present or discuss gets out.
1: Yeah. Well, the interesting part is, along with the price, one time back in, goodness, I don't know when it was, uh, December, January, for no particularly obvious reason that I could come up with, the price just went, uh, not the price, the price went up a little, but the volume went up big. Hold on just a second.
0: Yeah, Chris, you were saying you don't want to get off of this uh, Barry Chamish line. I think that's what Chris said. We'll get him back in a second. Uh, I don't either. I, I want to continue on this because of the video of any videos that I've seen recently, and I mean in a number of years. This put more pieces of the puzzle together for me than anything else I can remember, quite honestly. Roger. Yes, Chris.
1: I think it would be a tremendous oversight if we we didn't note that Zabateans is probably derived from Zabatai Levi. Well, that's exactly
0: where it comes from. All of it comes from, and, and you can take, now you take and mold Barry Chamish's information with the information that Robert Seffer has developed in, in 1666, Redemption Through Sin, and you can really put some pieces together here with this, because now we know where the origin was, how it's developed, how it's gone underground, how they, let me tell you to some of the extents that they talk about, in, in, I've seen a couple of videos here lately. If your children, the Sabbateans that were in the closet, okay, and they changed religions. A bunch of them went to uh, Catholicism. They all changed religions, but they're all crypto-Sabbateans, Okay. They said that it was so closed mouth. Chris, this is this astounded me that many of them would never tell their children the religion they practiced until they had come of age because they didn't want kids out with other kids talking and saying, well, my daddy believes this, my daddy believes that. So they would intentionally hide it from them until they were of age so they could tell them how rotten and dirty this thing is and why they didn't want anybody to know they were involved.
1: That's above top secret.
0: Okay? When you don't even tell your own children your religion and don't expose it to them until they're in their teens? That's guilt. That's guilt. uh, Yeah, yeah.
1: Sorry, I I had to mute up. That's okay. But this this video
0: Um, and the information that's contained in here is important to us. Because we know how we've gone through the legal stuff of how they did this and all the crap they they used and all of the opposite definitions and all the subterfuge, right? This is the same thing they damn did in this. It's exactly the same thing they yep. did here. Hey, it works. Well, yeah, now we know it how works. these guys. Yes, and now we know how they work, don't we? And how many How many other people don't? The absolute vast majority of people on the face of the planet don't.
1: Beyond a doubt, yes. What I was getting ready to say concerning KBC was back about three months ago. There was this spike, but I simply have no good. The, the price went up a you know like a good percentage because it was quite quite low, but the volume just went ballistic. It was like four million, like ten times over what had been normal. Yeah, and then it dropped back down. Price kept coming up. You know, just steady. Nothing big, comfortable, you know, little little sawtooth action, up a little back, a little, up, a little back, a little, keep, keep gaining. and then there on like Thursday of last week, it just took off and just kept climbing, kept climbing, kept climbing. But what's maintained is the volume is now holding pretty steady around three million, which is basically, yeah, well, it'd been anywhere from a hundred to four hundred thousand was kind of typical and it's maintaining now at right around 3 million. So basically the exposure is the different, you know, it's, it's hugely different right now. It's not, it's, it's out from under the mushroom, so to speak.
0: Well, thank goodness! So I had—I uh, got
1: to look at that as a good thing.
0: Well, you know, I've—I've just—I'm so intimately familiar with these guys and the company from a personal standpoint of view, and that's why I told y'all a year ago. I said I don't see how this can fail. These guys do not fail at stuff they do, and they've been through tremendous adversity to get those early years. Were had a lot of problems with them at Carrot Bars, okay. And they've gotten through that. They've stayed cash-free. They've become the largest seller of small-size, high-quality gold in the world. And it looks like they're going to have the real first viable gold-backed, even partially at this point, coin on the market that's going to get a lot of international notoriety, man. I mean, these guys are moving. they got a big vision, and it's just a flat winner. We're, we're so fortunate we've found two well, winners. Bit Club Network yeah. is a winner. Carrot Bars is a winner. Both of those things are dealing in, 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 in mediums that people are going to be in a mania for in the future. And both of them may be about the only place you're going to be able to get what they deal in. Because I see as the price of Bitcoin starts getting a year or so from now mm-hmm. close to this next halving, mm-hmm. if you've got Bitcoin, you ain't selling it when it's going up a $1,000 a day. Unless you absolutely yeah. have to. The only way Didn't, people are going okay, to be able to... Uh, no, I did. Hold on. The only way people are going to be able to get any exposure to Bitcoin is to buy them mining positions, okay? Because people that have it, right. unless they have to, aren't going to be selling. Sure. Gresham's Law. Oh, what were you saying? Did I see Evers over the weekend?
1: No, Greg Hunter's uh,
0: I did interview over the I weekend. I did. We were talking yeah. about it the first that you missed out on. And my comment on... Yes. On yep. Rickards, here's a guy with that much expertise, that oh, much uh, everything that he's done and accomplished, and he has no idea how the system structured or works.
1: Oh, we know I how. I spoke, I didn't mean Sunday. I, I meant uh, Andrew McGuire. For, oh, uh, that must have been like Wednesday. I apologize. Was. But he was talking about Kinesis.
0: He was at the end. And, and uh, uh, yeah. Kinesis, yeah. as we were saying earlier, they kind of changed their game plan. You know, originally they were looking mm-hmm. at big dealers and big institutions, and they got to a point where they tailored it to the little guy, and so that has obviously set them back a little bit in their timing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just found it interesting that, that uh, he was, <laughs> well, he was talking about Gresham's Law, too, of course, you know, the fact that good money dri- or bad money drives good money out of the system, and we're Certainly, I think we're going to certainly
0: witness that. Um, here's, a, here's a new uh, article on Zero Hedge I just refreshed. Are we running out of gold? Looks like an article that I'll be reading this afternoon. Um, the other things I wanted to say that I thought were very interesting, I wanted to tip my hat to Vladimir Putin. Vlad the destroyer, as I prefer to refer him to, has destroyed the Venezuela initiative. Have you heard this yet today, Bob?
1: Well, I know they'd unloaded some uh troops and supplies.
0: Yes, you know what the
1: Venezuela. You so. know what
0: the you know what the supplies contained?
1: Uh, anti aircraft missiles and then I yeah. How about
4: that.
0: how about that, that three hundred series of missiles that they put in Syria that scared the hell out of everybody? Yeah. Well, that's what they got set yeah, up. They got I, them set up in Caracas this morning. Yeah, S four hundreds. Yep, S four hundreds. Now, also last week, you had uh, 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 oh, who's the creep's name? Um, uh, the guy Bolton and his uh, um his name escapes me. I've tried. I tried to. Pr- Elliot Elliot Abrams. Elliot no Elliot Abrams. Yeah. Elliott Abrams had a surprise meeting in Rome with the toughest Russian negotiator that Russia has last week, if you didn't see this. And they came out and Elliot Abrams said, his statement was, we did not have a meeting of the minds, but we know where each other's parameters are. We have a better understanding of each other. Evidently, Russia laid down the law to him in that meeting. Okay, so, uh, and they came back and immediately sent one of their big cargo planes with their very best general in the entire Russian army, 99 select troops, and a whole bunch of these missiles landed in Caracas over the weekend. The missiles are set up already today. And I can
1: only imagine the hysteria in DC in aggregate about the fact that Russia's meddling in the Western Hemisphere with no concern about what we're doing in the Ukraine, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Of course it's not. so hypocritical.
0: It, they, you know, Jesus, the strongest word uh, Jesus had for them was hypocrites, and they ain't changed a damn bit. Two-faced. And it's the same damn some bitches doing the same damn stuff.
1: Yes, it is.
3: Remember, yep. uh, Russia now holds a the The... Uh, Security Council of the UN. Yes, they do. U.S. has been bowed out. The U.S. is bowed out.
0: Well, they got China and Russia on there now. So they and Russia has the chair of the thing. And so, uh, yeah. at very interesting times. I just I see the worm turning all over the place. Bob, you missed the first part of the show. Uh, the The things that happened Friday were to me very important. Okay. A, the market closed down 460 points. It's been having big fluctuations lately, but they don't like it to close down like that on Friday. B, Southern Poverty Law Center is now totally exposed. Oh, I love that and one. And all, all yeah. of the social networks have been using them to filter hate speech. So now they're all totally discredited on the social media platform. Friday, the Mueller report came in, and it's totally got the establishment media discredited. On every front, so Friday was a huge. Like
1: they needed any help? Yeah. yeah,
0: I mean if they yes, needed, yes, was. Yes, and basically what happened yeah. when they delivered that report to Barr is it pushed them over the cliff. They they've gotten they put so much into the front end of that, and now with egg on their face, they got nothing left, and they're totally discredited, and they well, probably virtually. Oh, that's not. Well, they've probably virtually reassured Trump's election with this.
1: Yeah, but don't tell Jerry Nadler. He still doesn't get it. He's still holding on to the last straw. Well, so is Schiff.
0: (laughs) So is the rascal Schiff, you know, because, see, they realize realize the corner they got themselves painted into right now. That's their only way out to save any face, and they ain't going to save
1: any. Exactly.
0: The American yeah. people are well, sick of it.
1: Well, you know, we don't, we don't trust it. We only spent two years and X million dollars and all of this airtime hy- hyping it, so we just don't trust that it's, it's accurate. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Our just boy. Grow up. Our you boy. Lost. You our, just lost.
0: Well, they, see, they don't ever consider <laughs> themselves losers, okay, because they never stop <laughs> trying. Yeah. All right, but they're being exposed. Deny,
1: deny, deny. So they've got
0: right out of the protocol. So now they've lost a a lot of credibility on all the social media platforms. They've lost total credibility in the establishment media. Their economy is faltering by the day and they're getting exposed all over the place. They're getting exposed all over the place in every facet of their agenda. Did you get my conclusion, Bob, that why this is so important? These Sabbateans are nothing but the Zionists. They came in, knocked off Herzl, took over, commandeered the damn movement, and now it's just nothing but a bunch of closet Sabbateans over there. That's who's running the show. And what does Netanyahu say? I have say?
1: little doubt that you're correct. Israel yep, is the I great no
0: beacon. Israel's the great beacon of the world. We want to sp- spread salvation all over the world. What's their salvation? That Zabatai Zevi is the Messiah.
1: Don't think you're going to find that in the New Testament or the Old. Okay, you can't even find but you it. Will,
0: you might find it in the Talmud you you probably will and 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 this is what these are the secrets that they got so hidden man I mean look it's taken me 30 years to understand what I just told you of dedicating my life to understanding this stuff
1: right yeah the zion I don't remember where it was that I heard this it may have been Brent but I just thought it was very telling that uh, you know, throughout the history in the Bible, God is telling his people to be a beacon to others, you know, to basically spread the word. It wasn't considered the gospel necessarily before, you know, the good spell before Christ, but still, you know, they had a system that worked. And the fact is, apparently, A lot of the other nations would like to have been like them, but they were too busy trying to assimilate into the other nations to preserve their heritage, you know, in the Old Testament. And so I found it totally ironic, and I'd never thought of it this way, that when Christ was given over by the Jews, even after Pilate had washed his hands, publicly washed his hands, agreed that Jesus... Power was not within his jurisdiction, not of, his, not of this world, cosmos. Even at that point, God forced His people to spread the word by making them, compelling them through their own bloodlust, to crucify the Christ, and in doing so, they spread the gospel even against their own will. Well,
0: you know... and I thought
1: that was so. Ironic, and I have never thought about it that
0: way. I was watching a video on masonic stuff and Freemasonry over the weekend, and the the video was on a concept called the killing of the king, that is very very preeminent in Masonry. Okay, and the crucifixion of Christ, killing of the king, the assassination of John Kennedy, the killing of the king, etc. etc. Okay, And in that ritual, when the king is killed, his power goes and disseminates to the people that killed him.
1: Right. Makes sense. Okay.
0: And it is one of the things they hang their hat on, is this killing of the king and transferring that energy over to themselves.
1: Yeah, I hadn't heard of that, but it sounds, well, yeah. Masonic.
0: if I can find that video man I've stumbled on some of these over it's amazing I want to thank YouTube and their algorithms for putting some of these things over there on the right so I could see them and go investigate them this Barry Chamish presentation is real important and I'm going to go back and download it but just before they find it and pull it because if they find it they'll pull yeah. that okay seems
1: like an indictment,
0: yeah. So, and, and that's what I've said for many years when we talk about the Jews. Listen, there's a lot of fine Jews out there, okay? I've, I've known some of them in my life. have been some of my best friends through the record business years, okay? And they're fine people and they weren't oriented like this. But those people, like Barry Chamish, are the ones that have got to stand up and start preaching to the Jewish community. They won't listen to us. They got to listen to somebody like him. And those are the good Jews right there. The ones that will come up and disavow Zionism. The ones that will stand up and disavow uh, Israel. And the ones that will stand up and disavow the damn, damned Babylonian Talmud and the filth that that yeah. piece of literature puts out. That these people are raised on and live by. Yeah, the whole Sabbatean
1: frankest uh, bent that they've taken or many of them have
0: it's very important yep. to realize when they're talking about sending Netanyahu makes that statement about Israel sending salvation all over the world my ass They're sending sabotaged Zevi as the Messiah all over the world, and that's what underlies all of it. Daryl, I'm glad you joined us, man, because I know you watched this video, and I know it had an effect on you too. What did you pull out of that that hit you that was important?
4: Uh, Hi, guys. Uh, Barry Seamus? Yep. Hello, Daryl. Hi, Shane. Hi. Hi Everyone, um, What did I get out of that? Be, to be very frank about it, uh, I had a hard time with the audio yes. because of my hearing, yes. and uh, I, I did listen to it, and I actually, uh, I don't know if there's people, if the rest of you guys out there realize that there's a, uh, a feature on YouTube, mm-hmm. and you can get English transcriptions yeah, where closed, closed while caption. they're talking, it's called closed caption. Yeah, it'll. Yeah, and I don't know if uh, if people, other people, are how aware of that they are, but you can pull that up. It helped me uh, decipher his audio. Uh, um, everything he said was um, uh, very indicting, not surprising, uh, very consistent with. My my other reading and uh, documentation. He just sort of uh, brings it all together, and he he brings forward to his audience, uh, which he's repeatedly flattering with uh, the uh, idea, reminding them that they're they're this may be shocking, but they are mature. <laughs> yes. He keeps reminding them to be mature, and uh, which um uh, i found it was an interesting um uh way of presenting the material but but what he goes into is in in many regards from this uh this jewish fellow is that uh the uh the, the Sabbatean frankens uh, frankensteins were um who are atheistic uh and, as as regards our lord and savior um were directly hand and glove responsible for uh, whatever atrocities or suffering did occur uh, to the poor Jews. Uh, the the uh, first five, the first five uh, books of the Bible, Torah Jews, not the Talmud Jews, um, and that they worked hand in glove with uh, the. Uh, the powers to be in in Germany and England to, to bring this about. Uh, uh so anyway you could you could you know the shortcut to the thinking on this is is uh might might uh inflame some people even here. Uh well maybe not, but when you when you see the word Ashkenazi just think of Nazi. Yep. That's not a coincidence. No. Nope. Okay. Just just, just, just get over it. It's just, just go ahead and do it. You know, it's, it's when it says Ashkenazi, what you're looking at, or the, or the is the hand inside of the glove of Nazi, and they, they exploited, they exploited, they exploited the real Torah Jews for the purpose of setting up the state of Israel, and, and that's, that's, that's really all that. It comes down to and and he lays that out he he does it a little more uh, mm, he did, he's doing it better than I am right now, but that 's what I took away from it so
0: yeah. I, a couple of the real important things that I thought uh, i I knew they had co opted Herzl's original movement, but i didn 't know they'd basically killed him, which is pretty well what. You can come away from by hearing Chamish go over it. At 44 years old, they run you into a sanatorium, and two weeks later, you're dead. Okay. Even in that age, well, they did uh, some yeah, years ago. People yeah, didn't die yeah. generally at that age, not males.
4: What? Go ahead, Daryl. Well, it's 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 it, you have to you have to study some of this stuff for a while, and I mean a while. Yep. Before it even sinks into me, and they go, "Well, look at James Forrestal. He died in Bethesda, Maryland, after he got thrown out of a window." Uh, Joseph McCarthy died in Bethesda, <laughs> right, uh, right towards uh, the end of the uh, the McCarthy hearings. You know, I, I mean, um, there's, 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 there's a lot of consistency here with with uh over time um and, and uh, it was interesting that yeah
0: what was so, the, what were those guys, uh, interesting what i found the McCarthys yeah, and the Forrestals and the others what was their common thread
4: uh well they were they were identifying the uh the bolshevik communist fabian element inside of what was supposed to be uh United States of America's uh, political structure. They were Uh, all against Israel
0: and and getting in bed with them like we've done. And you can go back and see all of the people in the 30s and the 40s and anybody with bureaucratic superiority said the same thing. We got no business doing this. It'll destabilize the whole region. And they killed them for it.
4: So then so the timing on this is pretty interesting on your conversation today because uh, if you go to True News, uh, they live streamed uh, here about starting a couple hours ago. They live streamed uh, uh, Pence's Vice President Pence's address to APAC and then Nikki Haley, and uh, so so if you want to take this conversation and put it in perspective. You want to identify what the forestalls and um, McCarthy and, uh, you know, uh, um, a, a lot of these other people back in that period of time were trying to get their hands around was the people, what we've turned into. So they were they were trying to forestall the pences of the world coming into power, the Zionist, the Zionist uh, state of America. Um, and, and this is, this is a troubling matter for me. I mean, from a, from a, uh, politics position here is that, uh, you know, I'll just say it, you know, Trump and Pence, uh, what do they have in common with, uh, Joe Biden? Okay. Well, they're all Zionists. Yep. And, and, uh, <clears throat> uh, uh if you listen to pence's if you listen to Pence's address today which i listened to live uh it it was pretty it was pretty uh pretty strong pretty over the top actually it was very over the top um uh, he basically he basically abdicated any any identity as being um representing the united states and he he offered himself up to uh, Israel in front of them all, uh, repeatedly, over and over and over again. And then he, uh, at the end of the, at the end of the, uh, at the end of his presentation, he offers a, a prayer, but he uh, he can't bring himself to mention uh, Christ's name.
0: <laughs> of course not. <laughs> he God, he'd have gotten hanged. He, could, he,
4: he couldn't quite.
0: He'd have never gotten out of the building. So.
4: So so go back to. What was being said just prior to me calling was, uh, if you go back to uh, the Pharisees and the Sadducees and uh, Pilate, and, and during those those hearings on the steps of that uh, that uh, that temple, there, uh, you see that uh, what the uh, what the Jewish uh, Pharisees and Sadducees and the Sanhedrin did is they used actually democracy to put him back into uh... pilots jurisdiction Yep, he he put him back into pilots jurisdiction they did it by democracy okay they 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 took a vote they took a vote and they said no 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 this is this is what we're going to do now here's the interesting thing i don't know how many of you have thought about and put into context The they voted they legislated as impromptu as it was, they legislated Christ. They, they tried him, and they convicted him, and based upon their, demo, their use of democracy and legislation, putting him back into the jurisdiction of Pilate, who then was given the, the task of, of the execution. But Pilate didn't kill him. And the Sadducees and the Pharisees didn't kill him. Sorry, who did kill him? The police. The police killed him. And who were the police? Well, those those were the centurions. I, I, I mean, I really want to bring this out. They didn't, the Sadducees didn't drive the nails into his hands.
0: They never do the dirty but, but work. But who did kill him? They never do the dirty work. They
4: didn't kill him. But, but I, I know this, but I'm trying to bring this out to people to bring this into your, into the forefront of your brains, here. okay? These legislators aren't going to show up at your front door and accost you and arrest you and imprison you. Your friends, family, relatives, and neighbors and cousins are who serve them, okay?
1: So... They, so they will. They will, will do they it. Not be friendly anymore?
0: Hold on, Bob. Hold on, because I want to hear your
4: comment. Let Daryl finish. They, they're not gonna. They're, the police are going to be the ones that come and do the dirty work, okay? And so these politics are local and they are personal and they apply a directly to you. Yes. Okay. In the form, in the form, of the municipal governments and the police, just like just like the centurions were, they are the ones that killed them. So what did what did Christ say? What did our Lord and Savior say to? The father then
0: forgive okay. them because for he
4: acknowledged that yep yes he wasn't talking about the sadducees and the pharisees and Pilate. he was talking about the men who had flogged him scored him drew nails in his hands and hung him on a cross he said forgive them for they know what they do know what know what they do all right, so I'm just telling you yeah the the police the police okay this 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 cop worship this this uh this oh they're they're here to protect and serve garbage, okay, they're not, okay they're there to get a paycheck and do what they're told so i'm I'm trying to bring this home, I'm trying to bring this home, and uh, i <laughs> Um so anyway, anyway, it, uh, so there you so have it. Top, you have, top you, top have you have, barrel. you have government. I'm sorry. You have government here. This is, they're showing you what government turns into, what their form of government turns into. It turns into a mob, tyranny, oppression, duress, coercion, and, uh, uh, and, and, and they, um, they end up using uh, violence. So um, come, come out of her. And, and, my the, and people. this this whole system is come yeah, out of her. Yeah, this system is in place here right now. For anybody that's little little uh, vague on this idea, that whole system is here right now, and they will use some form of controlled operation, a war, some basis for for turning the key. And using intelligence and A.I. and the whole computer network and their laws that Obama passed and Bush passed in order to get what they want. Okay. And, and they're going to do it hand in glove with, with Israeli technology. Yep. And, and so, I, I mean, I, you know, this, this thing is coming at you, folks. This thing is coming at you hard and swift. And and I'm, I'm just going to say it right now. My opinion, Trump's not your friend. Okay, all uh, right. He's 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 not our buddy. Uh, and uh, uh, so I, uh, I'm I'm not, I'm not saying Hillary was the way to go. I'm just saying that this this cat isn't. You, you have to get off this. Uh, like Roger likes to use this word dialectic. You have to get off this dialectic train. It's not either or. It's a trap. Get off of the dialectic. You, you, know, have to, you have to get off of this because they play you back and forth. They
0: sure do. You know, it, it, if Hillary would have gotten elected, we probably would have had a hell of a lot more people waking up and, 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 and getting out in the streets than we got right now. Bob, you were trying to say something two or three times. What were you trying to add for
1: us, buddy? Oh, just a comment, you know, Officer friendly ain't so friendly anymore. I mean, they're trying to paint a happier face on him, but it used to be that the only thing that distinguished them was, you know, a little bit of differentiation in the uniform. But now they look full militant. I mean, there's no well, there's no mistaking them in the donut shop for no, you for your neighbor. No, they're not. And uh, they're doing everything they can to make them look or or appear, you know, take a cop to. Uh, the lunch or whatever they do all kinds of stuff to make them appear civically minded and of course in the strictest sense of the word they are very civilian yes <laughs> very much about civil government not about god's law
0: well you know as originally the police were to protect and to serve and now they've gotten to a point where their protection is for the bad guys and that's who they serve not us
1: Well, it it comes down to the dialectic again, peace officer versus law enforcement. Sure. Just no comparison, no comparison.
0: Well, I know that
1: there have been some sheriffs
0: around the country, and the one's the notable one that comes to mind is a guy up in Kentucky, who who said, we got two officers to control the whole territory, buy yourself a gun and a big dog that bites.
1: And learn how to use it. Yeah. Well, you've got to applaud that kind of common sense. Sure I mean, do. is that really a leap?
0: Yeah, well, for the people in Kentucky, it's a blessing. For some of these other creeps yeah. around the country, like New Jersey, that just went in and shut down this, another gun seller uh, over the weekend, uh, it, it's not good news, and the people that are in those states, New Jersey, New York, Illinois, and California, are moving like crazy. They're, they're having to put a tax in New York that if you change your residence, you get taxed on the way out.
1: <laughs> That's funny. I mean, it, it, when you think about it, because most of the listeners of this call understand that just changing the residency is one thing, but getting rid of the residency entirely, that would lick the problem. Well,
0: if it, and I, this oh. is worth this is worth mentioning. It's something that hit me years ago. That for those of you who have filed an affidavit, or those of you who might be considering it with the Secretary of State, what you're really technically doing is changing your residency to heaven. So if anybody asks you where's right. your residency, say I'm I, I reside in heaven, because legally and lawfully, that's true.
4: Yeah. Right so Absolutely. you're you're a sojourner here Right, so you're just you they say well you you you're, you're, you're on sojourn well, I'm poor and you're a resident right.
0: well if right. anybody ever <laughs> tries to pin you with that obviously they don't know uh but I think the response is are you imputing a geographical or a political definition to that term
1: Yes and they're going to look at you cross-eyed sure they, they understand are. the difference in general terms. Yeah. Well,
4: yeah, and the, the, the other is, response when they—if they—I'm if they, sorry, go ahead. Go no, ahead, go,
1: no, go ahead, Daryl. Well, I was just going to say, much, much as Daryl said, you know, they're just functionaries. They're they're just doing what they're told. They don't need to know.
0: And they don't. Sorry, I mean, Mike somebody. Is- When when they ask you that question and you say no, they don't know. They just know they're supposed to ask you the question, and you're supposed to respond, and they go on to the next one. Uh, Terrence has joined us. We got the the South Florida boys in today. Heavy, how you doing, Terrence? How's Rex?
1: My dad beat me in golf yesterday again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, dang it. He probably, one of these, one he of these probably, days, I'm going to shoot his age. When he reaches 110, I'll, I'll be shooting his age. On it.
0: <laughs> He's probably got more chance to practice than you do, <laughs> Terrence.
1: Yeah, yeah, he does. I wanted to ask Daryl. Uh, you mentioned uh, Ashkenazi and uh, Talmudic, and I was wondering which one was uh, good and bad, or which one was the Nazi one, and which one uh, was the murdered one.
4: Uh, well, um this is this is uh, fantastically uh, obfuscated and distorted. All these words they have you're dealing with liars, and they have dual meanings. Uh, the, so you can have you can have two uh, Jews with uh, dreadlocks and a hat and the black clothes standing beside each other, saying that they're both talking about the Torah, and one will be referring to the Torah of the first five books of the Old Testament. And the other one will be talking about the the written the oral tradition of Talmud written down in its Torah, so you have to look at it. you have to know enough about these cats to ask or perceive well which torah are you talking about okay so you have you have literally tens of thousands the highest concentration of of Jews in the world per square mile in is York. in New York City yep okay and and, and if, if you uh, uh, do, a, do a little in-depth, uh, you know, take two minutes and type into your search engine, Jews against Zionism, uh, you'll pull up a whole bunch of videos of the old Torah Jews in New York that will tell you point blank and have massive demonstrations that are never reported about how Israel... Uh, and the Ashkenazi, uh, Frank and Ashkenazis that are running it uh, are uh, heretics to their, uh, uh, their religion. Okay. There,
0: there's another one, and so There's another, another site, and group too is called NutraKarta, N-U-T-R-A-K-A-R-T-A. I believe their website is NutraKarta.org, and they're of the same cloth.
4: Yeah. Um and and so then, you know, I, I hate to I hate to burden you with this, but then you have you have Ben Baritz and Benay Baritz, uh which is uh like like uh, the Catholic Novus Orte and uh you have uh Shabad uh and and these are these are basically political terrorist organizations Uh, down there in the deep Florida South. You have heavy representation of these cats. Yep. Uh, And um, so I I mean, it's a burden because you actually have to go put on your hip waders and wait in there with a plunger and and try to clear the drain so that you can uh, make sense of this. But you, you can't really engage other people. Or them, or even parse what they're saying, unless you have done some of this. I, yeah. It's, I'm sorry to say, you, you got know. to
0: have uh, the knowledge. It's just like with our political stuff. And how my, I've been preaching for seven years. You got to make this information yours. You got to make this information yours. And it's the same with this, because you got to know your enemy as well as you know yourself.
4: Well, when when you get your head wrapped around it, like I think most of the people on this uh, listening to this today uh, have uh, over time, and you listen to Mister Pence's address to APEC today, he, um, if if you want to see if you want to see a, a, a Zionist uh, gentile Ashkenazi, just watch Mister Pence. All right, he was he was writing checks out of. Out of out of the U.S. Treasury that that uh, uh, I, I don't want to contribute to, yeah. um, and uh, so
0: well.
4: they um, it, Mike Mike Pence Mike Pence okay so Mike Pence and, and Nikki Haley and Donald Trump don't speak for me. They don't speak for me, and this is a part of coming out of her. So if if you listen to these people and you think that they speak for you, then stay there. If uh, uh, I mean, it's it's quite that it's it's quite that simple. Uh, it's Daryl. Uh, you know, the sad part is Daryl. The sad yeah.
1: part is that the young Arab uh, representative from Minneapolis, or that general area—I don't remember—actually nailed it perfectly. She sure did when she said. Omar. When she said, "I am being considered un-American for not." pledging allegiance to a foreign nation. Yep. Yep. And here we have these quote-unquote evangelical Christians standing up and doing, um, well, let's see, pledging allegiance to a foreign nation. Yep. I think that's called treason. Did
0: you hear, did you hear, did you see Pompeo's statement over the weekend?
1: Yeah. I missed
0: it. He said that he thinks that Trump is the Messiah sent to save the Jewish people.
4: Well
1: I, I thought they already had Sabbath ideas. <laughs> well this
4: see this, this goes this goes directly this goes directly along with the, the Southern Baptist evangelical Pentecostal movement that has been absorbed into John Darbyism and Schofieldism it is uh the the whole rapture, uh, and uh, Israel deception is is based upon this. This is um, uh, you know it's it's a power play here too of of bringing uh, not only the evangelical side of all this political spectrum, but also the the um, the liberals in the Democratic Party and bringing them over into the Republican side of this who identify with Israel. So they're, they're, they're using this as, a, as another way to divide uh, and pull those people out and bring them into the Republican Party. So there's, abs- there's, there's aspects of the, the, uh, the Republican platform, if you will, that we go, oh, okay. But uh, y- you have to look at what the, the left and right both agree on. They both agree on commerce by war. And that is a, that is a uh, uh, definitely a, 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 an Israeli platform. Yep. It's uh, you know as long as as long as we as long as we uh, concede and acquiesce to commerce by war, uh, we will we will never. We we'll will never get off this nope. uh, this merry-go-round. Nope, Because
0: right? they just continue so. to get
1: more. Power. Well, and I think unbridled commerce, for the sake of economic gain, period. And when when you take out any moral or or uh, uh, let's just let's say let's forget moral. When you take out any Christian perspective to commerce to to economic activity, I think it's going to always devolve to that too, because it's all about. It's all
0: about the Benjamins. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of that, new, new headline mm. just popped up on Zero Hedge. This is going to be up your alley, Daryl. Boeing shares dip today as Airbus seals a massive new order from China that may value as much as $18 billion. Now, what we've learned on this Boeing fiasco is the reason that they put that extra 20 feet in there and then went around all the regulatory and the uh, things to get that thing up flying properly is because they were competing with Airbus, now airbus gets the eighteen billion dollar contract with china
4: yeah well uh regrettably through the history of aviation all the safety measures that have been put in place from aircraft design operation and and crew training and maintenance are not all based in blood the only time anything ever happens in aviation uh historically is when when uh people die and uh, and that's that's the driver that's the motivator for it um, uh having flown for a number of different airlines and been involved around different maintenance departments and stuff um, they uh, they they a lot of these a lot of these people uh at different times have been known to push the limits. And uh, it, it, you know, for for me myself, on several occasions, I've had to literally put my career on the line at different times and dig in my heels and look them square in the eye and go, no. Literally, stand up, look these people, superiors, straight in the eye and go, no, and then stare. Okay. And, and and be prepared to back it up all right and in order to do that i had to know the information yep and uh and uh so uh you know uh this this is what it takes guys this is what it takes you know and uh there's, there's nobody going to ride in here on a silver, silver, you know, on Ohio silver and, and do it for you. Trump ain't going to do it for you. Uh, the Congress ain't going to do it for you. Uh, you know, uh, nobody else is going to do it for you. You have to, you have to, you have to do this. Uh, uh, regrettably, it, uh, it's, it's not going to be a class action suit. <laughs> and and um, so. Um, yeah so what what happened with the Boeing situation is that they didn't really violate FAA rules FAA outsourced <gasps> and delegated okay redelegated its authority internally Back. into Boeing that's right for them to do it that's right which is a conflict of interest yes it is where you, where you don't have checks and balances so uh, by oh. the way this this whole Systemic pattern of corrupting uh, procedure and operation and checks and balances is, is systemic throughout almost every aspect of our lives.
0: Yep. and All these institutions, uh, same thing. So, so. Uh, Chuck joined but us yeah, here, and here, and I want to hear what Chuck has to add. How you doing this morning, man? Sure sorry that Virginia Beach all so bad last night.
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I kind of expected it. <laughs>
2: um i just want to I, I would just want to kind of make a statement and then ask Darryl a question the um uh, you know i've been pretty much and i learned some more stuff this morning from that which the video you were talking about um and i've learned i've been brought up to speed in quite a bit i think and probably will learn some more as i go through the rest of those europa videos but um and watch that one that you that uh, Greg put out on the PPN forum. <clears throat> what now? We know now. I know that the the with the infiltration of the Sabbatize and the other uh, Jewish, the Zionist start of it, and then the Zepp the and they're messing with Germany and trying to t- and taking taking it down. They eventually did take it down, and so. But we also know there's another side to that history and that's where does the Jesuits and the Vatican fit into all that and the Concordat that supposedly hit I mean there's pictures of Hitler having signed a uh Concordat with or concordant, whatever however you want to pronounce it, with the uh with the Vatican. So with the Pope. Yes and that you know why it's
0: basically huh? Do you know why, Chuck? because they realized that the Bolsheviks were Satanists and that Germany was basically Catholic Christian and the Pope and and Catholicism came to the side of the Germans. That's why they were so tight with Mussolini. Now, that's changed. Um, Interestingly enough, Daryl sent me an email yesterday. He said, run these phrases in a search engine, and I did, and one of the stories that popped up was about the head rabbi in in Rome that converted to Catholicism <laughs> yeah. I, could, I couldn't help but well, laugh the,
4: yeah. so uh, originally Theodore Herzl's idea of Zionism was in, in his original writings was to have a mass conversion
3: yep.
4: a mass conversion of Jews who, who identified as Jews. Which ones? Uh, I think typically were the Torah Jews, the Old Testament Torah Jews, and a mass conversion into Catholicism. And this would actually uh, be consistent with the fact that uh, a long time ago uh, you know, the Jesuits, the Jesuits pretty much uh, have taken over uh, whatever whatever Roman Catholicism was, or people believed it was. They 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 are very much in charge. They are the, it's the Black Pope. Yep. Um, and so you you can't really you can't really separate you can't really separate Roman Catholicism and uh, and uh, actually Talmudic Judaism, which would be that branch of the Jesuits that. Uh, infiltrated and has become over generations a, a deep structure in the Roman Catholic Church, and and then when you understand that they really don't have that much difference between them in the fact that they're they're pagans, okay? They are the pagans. They they have um, uh, and they have uh, an a, an anti uh, 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 perspective on on how to. Uh, uh, you know, apply the the word of God. Uh, so um, the. Uh uh, where was, where was I going with that? Well, don't forget, your me, me, yeah. while you're searching for it, let me, while
0: you're searching for what you're going to say, let me throw this in, but it's real important. Don't forget, Weisshoff was a defrock, he was a Jew who was a defrocked Jesuit priest that helped found the Illuminati. You don't think that the Jesuits are involved in this? You're You're thinking it in very straight.
2: No, and I, I know they are, yeah. that, that's, yeah. you know, I had yeah. made the comment before that the two, the thing the tie that binds Jesuitism, Kabbalah, I mean, uh the the Freemasons and Jewry and the uh Muslims at the highest level is Kabbalah. Yes. And the, so, all of
0: this yeah. comes this came out of that another one of these videos I've seen recently, the Kabbalah that they're following was written in the 1500s by a guy, I think, Lucian, they call it the Lucian, L-U-C-I-A-N, Lucian Kabbalah, and that's what Sabbatai Zevi got turned on to, and that's the root of all this.
1: Hmm. I didn't know that.
0: So. Daryl. Well, we keep learning, you know, we yeah. keep learning. And, and right. the more we learn, right. the more pieces get put together, and the more pieces that get put together in the puzzle, the better we understand and the better armored we are.
2: Are we going to go so far, though, as to clear the Catholics of all of the inquisitions and that they started out on the right foundation to begin with? You know, I'm see, let... that's where I'm afraid... You know what? This discovery is going to lead to. I'm afraid. You know,
0: that ain't for me to decide. That's up for the big guy to decide what he wants to do with them. Well, um, I'm just told I, to come out. That's a big question. I'm told to that's come out question. of her, and I've tried to come out of every facet of my life from this absolute pile of trash, garbage, liars, thieves, and murderers we're talking about and the one thing that we can do is file that affidavit with the Secretary of State, because that, just like you standing up in a board meeting, Daryl, and saying no, filing an affidavit with the Secretary of State is speaking truth to power, and standing up and saying no.
4: Yeah, well, that's that's what it ultimately comes down to. You'll be, you know, so, uh, listen, guys, if you you have to, uh, I try to, I try to transpose, I don't try to transpose the Word of God, I try to, but I do take it, and I transpose it into our daily reality. I yeah. try to, I'm always trying to take the the uh, overlay and put it over what's happening in today. And uh, you're literally, when you're spending most of the activities in your worldly life, are eating from the tree of fruit, the tree of, of knowledge of good and evil. Okay. You're literally eating from it every day in, 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 how the system is set up. You're contracted into eating from eating the fruit. And, uh, so you, you have to, uh, you have to wean yourself off of it and, and nobody, nobody else can do that for you except yourself. And, um, you know, and it's painful, and family members, and friends, and uh, the world, the world will hate you for it. They will, and and uh, and so I, uh, uh, you know, going through all, making the choices that I have have actually led me to have the more of a capacity to have empathy and compassion for what other people are. Why they're afraid to do things, or why they can't look at things. It's actually, I actually understand it more. Oh yeah. I, I I'm, I'm not giving them a pass on it. Uh, I'm not giving them a pass on the information, but I do have compassion and understand why they why they would hate me or hate you, and maybe even attack me, and uh, uh, so I mean, really, in some regards, you can't expect them. Why would you expect this? The mob in the democracy to treat you any better than the mob did Christ
0: Barabbas, or any of the apostles. Barabbas, by the way. Barabbas. Why, well,
4: well, I mean they. Uh, this is. Uh, <laughs> well, let me just. I mean, you know, this is such a we're about such a get, small group that we can't even agree with other Christians.
0: Well, let you know? we're about to run out of time, so let me tell yeah. you and reemphasize again why every single one of you means so much to me. You just covered it right there, Daryl. Why, every single one of you means so much to me. Uh, tomorrow we're going to talk about uh, municipal government and the bottom up, and Daryl's going to contribute, I believe, and we'll look forward to that discussion and whatever else arises, twints now and then, and I'll see you all tomorrow. A good-spirited discussion, a lot of good stuff covered today. Have a great day, and try and watch this video. I'll put it up in the show description today. Thanks a lot for everybody that contributed. Chris.
1: Thank you. And disciples.
0: Yeah, Chris, will, Chris will, be, disciples
1: will be disciples of moon.
0: Yeah, so Chris will be stationary tomorrow. We'll no doubt hear more from him. So I'll see y'all then. Indeed. Have a great day. Good luck with your truck, yeah. Chris.
3: Ciao.